This episode is brought to you by Plantronics Gaming. everyone, today is Wednesday the 17th of February 2016, this is The Gap, episode 309, 300, um, I'm Luke Laurie, Joe Gore is here, hello, and uh, I would just like to say thank you to everybody that did listen to our podcast last week and went and saw Deadpool, um, yep. thanks to us, it has broken box office records around the world, yep, um, yep, it's entirely due to us, pretty uh, much, yeah, all the millions of people that went out. After listening to the show, we'll bear that burden. Um, yeah, <laughs> we did. We did good work. I think we did good work. On we saw it on time. Thursday, right? Um, yeah, we did. We saw it on Thursday opening night. Uh, but we didn't talk about it on no. last podcast. We just recommended it that people go watch it. Of course. Um, um, what'd you think? Yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, I think he is a pretty good Deadpool. Yeah, like when you talk about casting, it's like the things, like the comic book heroes that have been nailed, like your Wolverine, your Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds is pretty good casting for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, he just—he's so quick-witted, and uh, he's so ready to, you know, uh, he's got comedic timing. Out the wazoo. I mean, you see some of his outtake shit because uh, it's been quite popular with the release of Deadpool to check out old school Ryan Reynolds funny shit. Yeah. And you see some of his outtakes in other movies and you can see, like, it's the same way that Chris Pratt is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, the same sort of holy shit, what, the f- like, where the fuck did he pull that out of sort yeah. of stuff. Um, and yeah, it just, it totally works. The thing That's, is, sorry, go. go on. No, you go. Uh, I was going to say that, like, he, he's copped some shit, like, in the last couple of films he's done, but I don't think that's his fault. Like, they've just been shit films. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's usually, he's a really good actor. Like, I've watched a lot of his indie stuff um, in the past. Like, I've got a couple of his, his Blu-rays. Like, have you seen Buried? Holy like, fuck. That's amazing. Yeah, like, he deserves... Like, he deserves every bit of uh, room to do whatever the fuck he wants just for that movie because he kills it. He's got, like, he's got not even a screen's fucking size of space to act in. And, like, you you talk, like, fucking Sylvester Stallone wouldn't wear the fucking mask the entire movie in Judge Dredd because he felt it hampered his acting. Meanwhile, Ryan Reynolds is acting from a fucking box. In a box for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like with it's just him on the screen. If like if you told me years and years and years ago that Van Wilder was going to pull out something like that out, 
Like, if you told me years and years and years ago that Van Wilder was going to do fucking Deadpool and nail it, I'd be like, well, of course he is. Yeah. But if you told me he was going to kill it like he did in Buried, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> I wouldn't believe you for a second. But, uh, no, he, he does a really good job in that Yeah, movie. and he always, like, those, he picks weird, like, uh, The Nines, I think, was another film that I've seen of his that was fucking just weird. Uh the voices was one where he was talking to animals, which was really weird. But oh like, yeah, yeah, he just does like weird shit. But when he does weird shit, it's usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The voices was another one. It was very comic booky, actually. But uh, it sort of worked with his sort of style of humor and timing and abilities uh, really well. So that uh, you know, just when it, when he pulls that that smile that he does where it's like, eh, I got to owe some shit. You know, like he does that very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Deadpool is a great movie. Like I keep thinking back to it and, uh, like I think when I walked out of the cinema, I thought I really, really, really like that, but I don't think I could go see it again until it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever. But, I think I could. I think I could go see that movie again because there was a whole bunch of stuff, like, thinking back that just sort of got pushed to the wayside, like, right at the very start when he's, you know, the pizza delivery guy and... Yeah. There's just so much shit happening. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on that I think sort of slipped past and didn't really stick the way it should have. And I'd love to watch it again, I think, which is interesting because, yeah... Most of most of those movies, I wait until it comes out on DVD, like Ant Man and even Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I waited. I've watched it a couple of times uh, since, but yeah. like it was definitely. I, I don't think I could have bared to see it again in the cinema. Yeah, I just watched Ant Man again on I think Sunday or something like that. Yeah, or Saturday. Yeah, it's still it's still good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Ant Man gets a bit of a shit. <clears throat> shit time of it. it I think it's just unfortunate that it's surrounded by the sorts of other films that the Marvel Cinematic Universe usually pushes out Yeah, and of course it was sort of hampered by the split editing directing duties situation as well obviously but yeah I don't know Ant-Man could have been better but I thought it was pretty good yeah that was, was fine yeah. Like, it's not the best Marvel film I've seen, yeah. but it's still decent. Um, but, like, <coughs> I think what's going to be interesting now is that it's, like, the way it's tracking at the moment, it could, it's, if this was last year's, in last year's box office numbers, it's a top 10 film easy. It's, like, top five. It, yeah. It would fit uh, in terms of numbers. So, they've started talking about, like, already what's going to happen next. So, there's, like, a possibility that you get three more Deadpool movies or a or the X-Force stuff they've been talking about as well. like, um, And that's cool because I think they did an awesome job on this one and I'd like to see them do something a bit different without like Fox being worried that, shit, maybe this will make no money or they'll, they'll get a bigger budget next time around. They can do more things. They'll have more um, more leniency as to what they can do. Um, but from what I heard, they only really the budget constraints were something that that was really something Fox kind of put their hands in. So, right. Um, kind of being unrestrained because it's now it's Fox's biggest movie release ever which is fucking nuts to think of that um, so yeah, yeah I'm keen to see what they do next um, 
I uh, I've been thinking mostly about like what they're going to do with Deadpool's section of the universe because like he's got some interesting characters alongside him and stuff, you know. I'm trying to work out who they're going to use for Cable, and uh, my oh, first yeah. pick <laughs> yeah. would be uh, remember the Punisher movie? Yep, the second one or the the one after the Thomas Shane one? I don't think I saw that one. I think it was Warzone, maybe. So, yeah, it was. It was it had like a tagline on it. On it. <clears throat> yeah, uh, the guy who played the Punisher in that, I reckon, would be like fucking awesome as Cable. I reckon he'd do a really, really cool job. Um, he was in Rome as well. Um, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he'd be awesome. I reckon that'd be. Fantastic, because he. I, I wonder though if he could, like, seeing how he's been a Punisher. But I guess, you know, Deadpool. Fuck, they could do some jokes about it, right? Like they did Green Lantern jokes, didn't they? Yeah, and they did uh, other Deadpool jokes as well. So yeah, they could probably do some pretty sweet jokes about it. Yeah, um, uh, that'd be cool. Did you see that the guy from Avatar is being campaigning to to play the role? I did. I I think he'd make a great cable as well i just i think i'd prefer to see ray stevenson i just really like i think it's ray stevenson he's fucking awesome he's i don't think i've seen him in a bad well i don't think him i've seen him bad yeah despite a role uh that he's been in so yeah i think he'd be yeah and he's like he's got that stern face and he's very capable of staying stern and then when he does crack a grin it sort of it hits like it's contrasted so so much against the rest of his demeanor yeah so uh, i think he'd be able to really carry it but yeah no i think the dude from avatar would do a great job of it as well i can't remember his name for the life of me but he already looks the part yeah so, he posted uh, a picture uh, on like yeah. instagram or something <laughs> being it's like uh, let's do this he's got a yeah he's got a a good step forward in that that account i mean yeah Anyway, yeah. uh, anyway, go see it if you haven't. It's really good. I- I'm super keen for uh, like the next couple of months. It's just going to be fucking crazy. Batman's out next uh, next month. Yep. Batman vs Superman, then Civil, Civil War. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Is Civil War still the same week as Batman? No. Remember because uh, it was Batman was supposed to be out the same day. Well, basically in I think May, and then Marvel was like, "Hey, we're bringing out Civil War on this date, the same day as Batman." And Batman was like, "Fuck, I'm getting out of here." So they pushed it forward or something. Uh, they yeah. pushed it. They they moved the date, uh, which is very yep. smart of them. Very smart of them. Although I don't have high hopes for Civil War. Why? Uh, it's very hard to tell when you don't watch trailers, but some of the stuff I've seen, yeah, looks kind of cheesy. Okay. Well, and uh, have you read Civil War? I've re- yeah, I've read the comics. Yeah, yeah, I have big expectations for this story. Like, this isn't this isn't some fucking like Avengers. Let's lift a fucking city out of the fucking ground or some bullshit. Yeah, nonsense. This is like this, this is the game changer. <laughs> yeah, full blown game changing shit. Yeah. So. And I, I'm I don't think they're gonna go the same route as the comics. Like, I don't think it changed things up to make it um, different. I suppose. I think I, I don't know. Yeah. I, my hope is that I, will, I want them to surprise me with yeah. the story because because I know the story 
Um, yeah, I want to see them do something different because there is, you know, big key plot points that do happen. And I'm glad that they got Spider-Man back because he was a big, big plot point of that whole arc. Yes, um, he was. But, so I'm keen to see how they use him mm-hmm. in it. But otherwise, like, yeah, I'm keen for Spider-Man and, uh, sorry, not Spider-Man, fucking Civil War and, and uh, Batman vs. Superman next next month. So I'm excited. Comic books. Yep. I think that's the only ones this year, right? And then X-Men is at the end of the year, I think. Is it? Yeah. Isn't the new Wolverine going to be R-rated now? That's just a rumor thing. I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed. Fox was handing out pamphlets with a a R-rated, like, this is what we're aiming for. But you can't say whether or not a film is going to be R-rated before it's shot. Sure. Um, Of course. But, yeah, if it's going to be shot with that in mind then uh yeah. yeah like if they've already written the script and they've now decided oh we're gonna make it r-rated like that doesn't work you need to have it in there before oh yeah definitely um but like, i don't know where they're at with that script I, as far as i knew they were pretty close to finishing it because i think hugh jackman's been training well he's, right. that dude's always in a fucking gym from what i see on instagram but yeah um, he started i think he started growing his bib so it's got to be close Word. Anyway, should we talk about some games? Toads. Let's do that. Um, I finished... Oh, no, I haven't finished XCOM. I'm I'm on the last mission, I think. Oh, yeah? Uh, st- still powering through that. I'm about 32, 34 hours in at the moment. Um, and I've gotten to the point... I think I spoke about it last week where I dropped the difficulty. Yep. And I'm at a stage now where I feel like I'm overpowered. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been that- overpowered for a long time. Definitely happens. And that's, yep. like, I'm conflicted about that because I I was having issues at the start where I was getting fucking stomped and then would drop it and still having issues. But then I got to a point where the bar just swung the other way um, and I wasn't getting, uh, like, it was still challenging, but I just felt like I was cruising a bit. Like, I, I always felt under control. Um, like, when, when the situation came up, previously where i would move forward and then three dudes would come out of nowhere and then have a turn i felt like i was cheated whereas now when that happens i'm like oh i can i can deal with this because i'll survive and then i'll heal everybody and we'll, we'll go on and, and get through this uh so it kind of feels a little bit easier now but that's my doing i yep. think um but it also the game could have done a better job i think it's um balancing the difficulty as well earlier on in the game I guess that the biggest spanner that they threw in there was the the sectoids at the start of the game where they just take over your your player like just straight off the bat. That wasn't yep. something that was introduced until much later in the original XCOM. Um, so yeah, yeah like, that fucks you right right up front, which is uh, rough. Yeah, but like it works the other way because I started just sort of investing into psionics um, the last couple of. Uh, missions and I got one guy sorry not Sionics um, yeah I, I have been doing Sionics but also uh, hacking I hacked a terminal last night on my first or second move and it was like one of those ones where you have to destroy something in 12 turns or 8 turns and one of the benefits of hacking this thing was to take control of a random unit for 2 turns oh, yeah. I did that took control of a unit which was inside of the room that I needed to blow the thing up and it was one of these giant fucking tanky things that you like it's <laughs> impossible to kill um, yep. and then everything in that 
that uh, basic basic area was like reveal, reveal. So everyone was going towards one guy, like seven people, seven aliens, and they're throwing like everything at me. But I'm just standing there punching this this like uh, this t- podium thing that I need to destroy, uh, and then killed it within like straight away, basically. And I was like, all right, well that kind of elevated the pressure off of me having to race over there and wipe everybody out and then destroy this thing. Now I can just focus on um, just killing everybody. So, like, it kind of... It was kind of like a turn of the tables type thing. It's very... Uh, that's like that's, But that's the essence, right? That's the essence of, of great XCOM, isn't it? Like, that... You know, you do all this work, you do all this planning and you do your best and it seems like it's all going to fall apart no matter what you plan for because, you know, you miss three fucking 95% hits <laughs> oh, in a yeah. row. I missed like a 98% one. Unbelievable. And I was like, is this a fucking joke? <laughs> and yeah, you're like, I, I am properly fucked here. Uh, before I exploit my save game here, fuck it. Let's see how this goes. And you, and you pull, you, you try some stupid bullshit and it comes off and it's fucking brilliant. And you're like, holy shit, this is it. Like the whole time you've been rolling ones and now you finally rolled your fucking 20 and, uh, it's happened at the perfect moment. And like, there are moments, there are times when I'm playing, especially XCOM 2, um, it didn't happen so much for me in Enemy Unknown, but in XCOM 2, there, like, I've thought a couple of times whether or not the game has deliberately weighted the results in my favor mm-hmm. to make sure I get away with some stuff. You don't rage quit. It or, knows. like, like, I think it, I think it knows that it's more satisfying when you, like, pull shit out, right? Like, it's, it's gonna punish you if, it's going to punish you eventually, no matter what. Yeah. But you can't see the calculations going on behind the screen. It's it's not like... Uh, it's not like... Like, my immediate comparison for XCOM's uh, challenge is Dark Souls. Because they both punish you in the same way. They punish you for taking liberties or not functioning the way you should. And they punish you heavily, right? But when... Dark Souls punishes you. You can see everything that's happening there. Like, you can see there's no RNG going on. There might be RNG in just how much damage you take. I don't think there is. There might be in some minor circumstances. But most of the time, if you get hit, you've been hit for, you know, a, a certain amount of damage and you took that much damage because of all these factors. But when there are dice rolls involved... There is. There could well be. Like, I don't have any proof of this. It's just that hunch, you know, that one thing, that one time where you're like, I cannot believe I got away with this shit. I, I, I genuinely believe the game let me get away with it, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't see behind the curtain, right? Like, have to ask the designer. <laughs> yeah, you would have to ask a designer. Yeah. Ask them if they're, yeah, helping you along sometimes. And I... I I guarantee you they say no. Uh, but even if they were, they'd say no. Yeah. Even if it was true, they'd still say no. Because I think it's part of the magic of the game. But that's what... Like, it is magical. Yeah. I, I've been playing it a bit more um, this weekend, and I also found myself 
at that same point where it just all felt like I I'm destined to win now yeah uh, it, like I'm fucking just going into battles with way more <laughs> way more uh, ability than I had at the start of the game and I'm only taking the same group of five guys yeah. in every single time uh, and it's gonna I'm sure it's gonna bite me I'm, I, I don't think I'm near the end yet but uh, oh, wow. I'm sure it's gonna bite me in the ass uh, sooner or later I'm sure I'm gonna get a fucking ambush on my ship and uh, it's gonna fuck me but yeah the the thing that, that I, I, I think that swing for me was when I built that uh, that GTS um, lab mm. and then got the two extra units uh, yep. and that kind of helped quite a bit because you know we're rolling around with like six people instead of four um, yeah. but yeah like I can I, I'm not saying that the game um, has an issue with I don't know if it's an issue with the difficulty but my my issue was that like I try and get through for, like for the podcast and that like one game a week like at least try something different yeah um and it's a time constraint for me. I can see that people that kind of maybe play one game a month or every couple of months that can kind of sit there and put 200 hours into this game. I can see them playing on, on that harder difficulty or the normal difficulty and replaying those moments over and over again. But for me, I just wanted to get through it and um, see what I had to offer. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my headspace in terms of like I, I just don't have the time to sit there and just you know get 30 hours in and have my entire crew wiped out and be like well all right i'm gonna have to start again because yeah yeah i just can't do that i can't put myself through it but it's still a really great game like there's a lot of cool things it does uh some weird funny bugs in some situations that you know kind of strange things like the um uh pathing i've had some weird pathing issues where um, I've had enemies not being able to kind of get to me, so they would just kind of stand there and uh, you just shoot them to death, which is oh. a bit annoying. Um, you'll probably run into that a bit later. Yeah. Uh, once the I guess was- if you're qu- killing them fast enough, you're definitely going to wind up seeing that eventually. Yeah. Because like, I think the AI isn't capable in some circumstances of accommodating just how quickly you're getting through them. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen it happen. There's that weird bug on the PC where you press caps lock and it loads quicker. It's not a, I don't know if it's a, it's not a bug, but it's for some reason, like, you know, when you finish a mission and it puts you back in the helicopter and it's like showing you all the stats and it's kind of says loading that takes fucking ages to get through. Um, but if you press caps lock, it pretty much within about five seconds, it loads. Yeah. Uh, and it's got something to do with, um, bypassing a bunch of shit when you press caps lock. Uh, some weird cool. developer thing they left in but yeah it loads so much quicker um, and the devs are basically like yeah that's that's in there but there's a possibility your game will crash <laughs> uh, if you do that but I, it never crashed for me when I when I use that caps lock thing so I don't know I saw there's a there's a mod up on the on Steamworks so it takes out one? yeah the Stormtroopers one is fucking hilarious <laughs> but uh, no it takes out all the sort of uh delays all the pauses that occur yeah oh my god like I, you, uh, it'll be like alien activity and yeah yeah it's I like need- off on the screen and you hear shit happening but i haven't installed it but uh like that yeah. sort of stuff mm. yeah yeah i can't remember exactly what it entails hang on we'll see if i can bring it up but um mm. basically it's supposed to cut down like 30 percent of the wait time that you have 
each uh, each game. Well, the the action camera um, when you shoot people or do an action, yep. uh, where it kind of zooms in and does something, mm-hmm. I switched that off because nice. it was just like, they don't give you good camera views most of the time and you're looking at a fucking, it, sometimes it doesn't show you the enemy, you can't see them, you don't know if you hit them or not. Um, yeah. So I just completely switched that off. What I really like, though, is when you put everyone on Overwatch and it does that, like, fucking swinging around to each person. Yeah. And they're shooting. That looks really cool. That is um, awesome. And that stays in there, that that camera, which is... I like that. So I'm just basically seeing that isometric view of my guy shooting at these aliens uh, without the action camera, which I think everybody should do. It's so much better that way. And um, you still get those moments in there where it looks really cool. Here we go. Stop wasting my time. So currently, I already have free camera rotation installed. Uh, but yes, yeah, stop wasting my time. Come on, load up. Uh, removes a one the one to three second pause after shooting, throw grenades, abilities, etc. The one second pause after getting a kill. The two and a half second pause after going into cover. Reduced pauses for animate reanimating corpses and. Uh, unbarring chrysalids. Yeah. Uh, is this all calculation stuff, though? Like, no, I don't think it is because it says all changes are purely co- cosmetic. So it's yeah. it's because even like a dice roll wouldn't take three seconds on a fucking yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, increase the speed of the Avenger on the global map, and uh, reduce the fade in time of the color picker. Um, and he can't remove. Three second pause after he or she rather can't remove the three second pause after the unit becomes panicked. The one second pause at the end of every turn, and uh, updated avatar progress. It's all hard coded, but otherwise, yeah. Hmm. So uh, apparently, saves a bunch of time, which is yep. cool. I'm gonna actually oh, fucking I'll subscribe to it right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice, but yeah, I, l- I love the Steamworks integration for this game. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, the free camera rotation is so good, man. I can't believe it's not just standard. I hate turning in fucking quarters. I don't mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can never find the exact angle that I want to see shit at from to like turning in quadrants. So um, what I what I find a bit annoying is when it'll you've played like a turn and then. It puts you back into the. Uh, it will, sorry, it goes through the alien activity and then kind of comes back to your camera view. But the camera view is switched, and I'm like, where the fuck am I? Like, I don't understand. Oh, it's right. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm looking at it from the side. You're like, oh, fucking hell. Uh, anyway, that was quite annoying. Yep. But um, I've got all, all you guys in the game. I customized everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, you are not doing very well. What? Why I not? Think you've got the lowest kills out of all of us. Uh, as I explained to Champ Chong earlier, I'm um, not about the kills. I'm about the goddamn wins, okay? Victory is all I care about. And I tried to take a, a, a photo for you guys, but um, yours was injured at the time, so he's got, like, he's looking down at the ground. Ah. Uh, or you can see your hat. Ah. Okay. Did you see the one I did for Nathan? Uh, no. I put it on the Facebook ch- chat. Oh, okay. In our rainbow chat. Um, you might have to scroll up a bit, but... He's on there. Uh, I'm there. Jay's there. We got Jung. Um, I'm not sure who else, but yeah, there's there's a few. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Nathan has an eye patch. Oh, he does too. 
Because oh, he looks awesome, and he's from <laughs> South Africa. Yeah, yeah, because it's the closest to New Zealand, right? <laughs> Go. Yeah, they don't have New Zealand in there, so I was like, "Well, South African sounds pretty similar, so let's make him sure. South African." Yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, go. Um, awesome. Okay, what else we got? Uh, cookie clicker. Cookie clicker. How many clicks are you doing? How many cookies are you clicking at the moment? <laughs> per second, right, right now. Uh, right. 10, 10. 741 sextillion? Sextillion? Is that a ni- number? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I restarted uh, earlier today. 10.978 septillion. Oh, so that's, that's not as much. Is it's it? A thousand more. Oh, okay. More. How much uh, prestige are you on? Uh, I am currently uh, at... Current prestige level is currently 772,350. Fucking hell. Smashing me. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it is? So, uh, I scripts. That's what it is. I told Luke last week, uh, (laughs) that, um, that I'd been using a auto clicker. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't use the auto clicker, um, while you're in games and stuff because it, it just auto clicks. Are you sure? Oh, okay. Well, you're in games, all right. Yeah, because it uses your mouse cursor. Well, Luke was like, "Oh, what are you using? What kind of script are you using?" And I'm like, "What the fuck? What kind? What what scripts? What what are these scripts?" And uh, so I went and googled the scripts, <laughs> and I found this one called Frozen Cookies. <laughs> That's what I'm using as well. <laughs> I got two running. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. So after you told, like, because I, I was beating you by, like, double. Yeah. And then the next day, you're like, oh, I've got, like, some stupid fucking number. I'm like, what? What the fuck? And you're cheating. You're using some sort of script. You're like, no, I'm not using any scripts. I, I, was wasn't, like, I wasn't using any you're scripts. You're like, no, I'm using your auto clicker. I'm like, that's the same fucking thing. It's not the same thing at all. It's very much not the same thing to frozen cookies, which is doing fucking banana shit. Like, frozen cookies buys the most efficient like it'll be like oh yeah it is most efficient for me to buy like a prism but it won't buy a prism like it's doing all these calculations that until i found out about this fucking script shit that i was like half ass doing in my fucking head and like we all know that i'm a math savant but like <laughs> even i can't work some of this shit out Joe, um, and what is 28.5 septillion times 10 point Seven four one six trillion. Uh, times two, nu- two numbers. I don't know. All right, any two numbers, I can add them together. <laughs> We've been over this, okay? Um, well, adding, you know, do times. Only adding, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this thing fucking it's it, like it clicks the golden cookies for you. It clicks like fucking everything. So I don't have the buying functionality turned on. What are you even doing with your life? I'm, I'm, I'm buying my own stuff in my own time. What's the point? Doesn't it? Doesn't You've it? You've got a fucking script that does all this shit for you. <laughs> but doesn't it buy it um, like as soon as it's ready? Or no, no, it buys it when it's most efficient for it to buy. Really? It. Fuck! I'm gonna switch that on. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I told you this. So we've taken we've taken not clicking on cookie clicker <laughs> to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, to having it do it itself <laughs> and just watching numbers go up. 
Uh, I'm currently for this current run. I'm at 11 hours and six minutes, and uh, I am. I would grant it would grant me 740 prestige levels if I ascended right now. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm I'm on like six hours, and I'm just getting my prestige up, so it's up to 19,000 at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta get that shit up. Have you got, did you buy the dragon egg? I did, and I've got. Harvest Aura or something running at the moment. Um, yeah. Get rid of your... Like, get Radiant Appetite. That shit's ridiculous. But Radiant the ch- times two. Yeah, man. Yeah, but Dragon Harvest is like times 107... Like 17,000 or some bullshit. Oh, you're doing the one where you get the... Um, the occasional... Yeah, occasional golden cookie that just fucking goes nuts. Yes. Yeah. And then yeah, if that, you have that, that times with your other things, like it just goes bonkers. Um, and I'm running the festival. And Dragon Harvest or Dragon Flight? You want Dragon Flight? That's, that shit's way better. Uh, let me check. Oh, I'm not sure. Yes, you want Dragon. Dragon Fight. Flight? Yeah. Flight. Flight. Yeah, that's what I'm running. Sorry. Yeah, that's what you need. Um, yep. Yeah, that shit's crazy. But uh, see, if you get if you sell two hundred of all buildings, you can get yeah, two of these one. things running at once. I am like forty buildings away from being able to do that. Well, don't prestige until you've done it because you'll get two extra achievements as well. Yeah, you'll get your dragon all the way ascended, and you'll get your uh, get two hundred of all buildings and you'll get 200 prisms obviously as an achievement but yeah what you're trying to do is get as many achievements as you want the other thing you want to do is get the uh, ability to change seasons at will i've got that so what you want to now do is uh, when you start a new run right you start it off uh and you stop you don't ascend through the grandma apocalypse yeah so you don't do the elder pledge you never elder pledge because mm-hmm. that way wrinklers come out and when wrinklers get popped uh, certain things so you want to switch you want to start in uh, Halloween and then you want to go to Valentine's and then you want to go to Easter mm-hmm. and then you want to finish on Christmas yep and uh, that way once you've got all the cookies from all of those things you get a huge boost in your uh, in your CPS your cookies per second but from what I was reading mm. It is better to go to Grandma Apocalypse, but have Elder Pledge running the entire time. Uh, if you do that, uh, yeah, do that after. Sorry, after you yeah. finish getting all the Halloween cookies. Yeah, because someone have crunched Elder. some numbers. I, I was looking at some spreadsheet or something. Have, but you can't <laughs> get all the Halloween cookies while you are in Elder Pledge. Uh, okay, yeah, but yeah, after that then after you've got all the Halloween cookies, I think there's seven or six. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, do your thing. So go through all the seasons. Yep. I'll do that later. I'll probably press stage again tonight and then kick it off, let it run overnight. Word. Yep. i got to turn this auto-buying thing on. Yeah, man. Where, where is that? In frozen cookies. And you go auto-buy, auto-click GC on, auto-pop wrinklers on, auto-click reindeer on, auto-click... Auto Frenzy. Oh, shit. It's just started different seasons. Uh, what? It just started... It just changed the season on me, and now it's buying stuff through the seasons. I, I don't know what it's doing. It's... What have you done? It'll do the most efficient shit. <laughs> right. All right, whatever. Yep. Yep, good. Don't have to play it anymore. Don't 
don't even have to look at it. Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, anyway, what else we got? What else aren't we playing? <laughs> what are we playing? Um, aren't aren't we playing? Aren't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What aren't, aren't we playing? Because we're not playing Cookie Click, are we? Ah. Uh, well, do you want to talk about Firewatch? I I played some Firewatch. Let's play. Let's talk about Firewatch. Yeah. So I guess Nathan talked about it a bit last week, but um, uh, now I can talk about it. Yep. Uh, I think it's actually uh, a really good g- game. Um, up to a point. <laughs> yeah. Like I quite enjoyed. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's an adventure game in first person, uh, first person view that tells a story. There's no there's no shooting or any of that bullshit. Um, it's just walking around, clicking on things, and listening to people talk. So I think the the art style is really nice. It looks it looks pretty. There's a lot of great acting in there. Um, the story is really interesting. Um, they've got this like mystery surrounding everything, which I thought was quite intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certain like the way the presentation of the game, the way it unfolds and kind of jumps forward in time, and the things you do like looking at your map and and that sort of stuff uh, is really is really interesting. And then it gets to a point of the game where the last, like, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, where it starts wrapping up and things start coming together. Um, and it just fucking falls apart. Like, it, it's not... The payoff is just not there. Uh, I don't think it... Um, I don't think the four hours of story storytelling of, like, laying all this stuff out kind of pays off in the end. Um, so I was pretty disappointed. But up until that point, I thought it was really good. Um and for a story game to have to uh, kind of have that payoff, I think it's a huge, it's a, a huge component of it, and I don't think it it does that. So it's kind of throws everything off balance for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just didn't, I didn't like that ending that they they threw together. And I think Nathan said the same thing last week. He thought the ending was weird, um, and I agree. Uh, yeah, I finished it today, and. Um I gotta agree. I mean, what are you doing? What? Are you opening packets of chips? I was thinking about getting into some of those cashews, but don't eat the cashews. <laughs> Sorry, not cashews, pistachios. Oh my god! <laughs> Even worse. No, I was just moving the packet. It's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. I finished it today, and yeah, I 100% agree. Uh. I don't understand why they write these mystery games without a clear end in mind. Like it's. It's fucking mystery writing 101, right? Like, it is critical for a mystery story to have a great ending or else the reader slash player slash viewer will feel let down. Yeah. And, like, Agatha Christie knew it. Stephen King knew it. Fucking knows it. Like, fucking heaps of people know how to do this shit, right? Like... It's very fucking simple. Make sure you've got an ending in mind and write like write out where this all goes before you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I'm going to write this story. Oh, let's, well, let's see where it goes. Well, oh, I think we've got to wrap it up. Uh, I've got 15 minutes to wrap it up. Fuck it. Uh, this happened. Yeah, Cause that's what this that's what Firewatch feels like. Well, it feels like they're like, oh, fuck, we better wrap this shit up. I didn't, I didn't get that feeling. I felt like they they had this idea of a story and then built all these things around it, but like included all this mystery and kind of red hearings in there. 
And yep. that's what really annoyed me about it. Like the same thing that, um, yeah, Gone Home did. It was leading to one thing and then the last 10 minutes just completely switches it up. And it's like, nah, fuck, we're just fucking with you. Um, this is what we're doing instead. Yeah. Uh, and if they would have went in a different direction, I think it would have been so much better, like for me in terms of story, but it just doesn't go that way. It just ends in a completely different area that is just like, oh, okay, well, that's not that's not exciting at all. That's kind of boring, actually. Yeah. It's kind of hard to talk about a story game without talking about the story. Without talking about the story, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll avoid it for a couple more weeks, I guess. We'll wait until Nathan can come back on. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's... I don't know. I felt I, I was quite annoyed. I Like, once I realized that that was it, that, that was all that the game had to offer, uh, I was quite annoyed. It didn't matter. Like, I know that... Like, the game sort of keeps going for a little bit after that. Like, after you've sold the mystery. Yeah. Uh, but for me, that's when the game ended. I just... Shit. Like, yeah. It was done for me. Mm-hmm. I, I finished it, obviously. I went through and got to the credits, but I had no patience anymore. Um, yeah, when the credits started, I actually had escape and was like, yep, all right, fair enough. <laughs> I quit straight out of it to yeah. go, like, read, like, is this fucking for real? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing, man. Like, Because mm. I think the rest of the game is really good. Um, I think it's, you know, for a story-driven game, I think it was, it was well put together. It's just that that uh, that ending. It's just terrible. I think they did some really cool things in the relationship building and the, like, player character building and... Uh, and all that kind of stuff. I, I thought they did some, yeah, really cool stuff to sort of uh, get you inhabiting the character of Wendy. Sorry, Wendy? Henry. Uh, Henry and, uh, like, get you sort of feeling like you would, yeah, one with that character. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just, that payoff is such a letdown. And uh, Henry climbs fucking walls, like, it's like the forest isn't burning down around him or some shit. Like he's like, yeah, I got tiny little legs and I'm going to climb really fucking slow. Like get up the fucking hill, Henry. Come on, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're here for a good time. Not a long time champ. Get the fuck up the hill or he's going down the hill very slow or whatever. Like, eh, fuck's sake. Anyway. Um, yeah. I uh, I tried to explore as much as I could. I found some areas that I, I think were off the beaten path and, you know, that you weren't necessarily going to be led to. Yep. Um, like, so I, I do think I found some stuff that others might not have, but on the day when I was told I could do whatever the fuck I want, I immediately went to the next day. I didn't really, like, I... But when you're there, you don't really have any tools. You don't have the tools to do anything else. So, you know, like it feels feels like there's not that much you can do. Yeah. Anyway, because the the most of the story is like centralized around these these events. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Not for the price that it's going for. If it was significantly cheaper, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. What What was, I think, was Gone Home like 40 bucks when it came out? I don't remember. 
I remember me being like <laughs> not happy with the price as well. Um, so I, I can't remember what that was when it was released, but I was like, yeah, not for that much. I wouldn't. Fuck it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, like, I I enjoyed what they were doing up until that, that last part. It was just such a letdown. Um, but I don't know. I guess some people like it. Uh, if you like bad stories, then go nuts. Not not bad stories, but bad endings. Terrible endings. Like, terrible it's endings. a mystery. It's a mystery, and it has a bad ending. And so I think that does make the entire story bad. Uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but it is, yeah, it is very similar to Gone Home in that, uh, like I feel the same way about it, rather, in that, uh, I liked everything leading up to the final 10%. Yeah. After which I felt completely let down, like completely, yeah, let down. The opposite is true of everybody's gone to the rapture where I hated every single fucking second of it. And then I got to the ending. I'm like, well, that was nice, but I... <laughs> the journey to get there was fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, just what the fuck. What's the fuck? Mm. Yep. Anyway, I guess we'll talk about... Uh, we'll try and talk about that a bit more. Maybe on here. I doubt that's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll try and do some spoiler stuff. I do want to talk about the supposed alternate ending that exists. So uh, we'll try and do that at some yeah, point. Yeah, I don't think it's that alternate. <laughs> I from what I read. Uh huh. Maybe it's maybe maybe it's different. I don't know. Mm. Um, Rainbow Six is on here again. Uh, it's always on here. I want to talk about it in okay. in collaboration with Overwatch. Ah, all right. Fair enough. So I've, I've quit Overwatch. You've quit Overwatch. All right, good. Uh, beta's not even shit. Most people aren't even in the beta, and I've quit Overwatch. Um, I'm not in the beta. That's what's important. Yeah. Uh, I might get back in when I know that five other people I know are playing. That will be the only time I play Overwatch, because already that community is hideously caustic. It is disgustingly toxic. Uh, and I can't understand how people like operate this way. So I, I, I wrote this story out already cause I just had to fucking get it out of me. But I was playing today as Winston. He's a big gorilla tank and he's got a electricity thing mm-hmm. and, uh, and basically, uh, he can soak up a bunch of damage. He can drop a shield, a bubble shield around him. Yep. Um, and yeah, he can uh, shred people if he needs to. Anyway, there was this Mercy, uh, who's a healer, and she's she's like fucking cruise control healer. She does like she can just sort of vaguely aim at someone, and her healing beam will curve around to link up with them. It's a uh, full blown cheat mode. And um, this Mercy is standing behind me and uh, healing me while I'm standing on top of the the point. So it's it's a payload map. It's uh, D- Dorado, El Dorado, um, and basically there's a uh, there's a truck and the truck drives throughout the map uh, as long as the attacking team is near the truck, but it will stop if the defending team has a character close enough to the truck. Yep. And uh, so I'm standing basically on top of the truck, making sure that the attackers can't get close to it. And Mercy uh, gets crunched 
she uh, she dies, and this character, the character playing Mercy, jumps on the mic and starts going ballistic at me. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing? When you got your healer on you, you got to go out there." And you know, it's an American voice, uh, which is uh, not always super annoying, but it's one of those like nasally sort of like not ultra nerdy, just like one of those wankers you hear being a dickhead to someone in a store, uh, <laughs> if you can imagine it, like just. Uh, his like his mum probably has that fringe sort of cut where her head looks like she's lime cat or something. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like Nancy Grace or something. You can imagine his mum would be Nancy Grace or something, and he's grown up with this sense of fucking like assured confidence about him, where everything he does is correct or some shit. Uh, and so he's like going ballistic at me, and so I've like he. I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm the tank, right? And I'm tanking damage. And I check check the scoreboard and I'm like currently first in kills and first in uh, last hits and first in objective kills, first in objective time uh, and first in deaths, as in I had the least deaths. Uh, and I'm standing just on the fucking point. I'm doing what we're supposed to do. And this guy, uh, he's, he's still cursing me out. Eventually, I go down just before the rest of my team comes back up. So they don't get really any uh, any movement out of the payload, which is a fucking win on my part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so while I'm waiting for myself to sort of come back to life, I just, I jump on the mic. And I'm like, fucking calm down, mate. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and he responds, he starts going on, oh, mate, 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 mate. Oh, fuck you, mate. Like, as they do, as soon as they hear someone who doesn't talk like them, they must, oh, they're different. It's it's actually racist, but uh, you, you can't really point that out because we're basically the same. And uh, it is, it's jingoism, uh, and it's just them being a fuckwit. And uh, so I just sort of ignore him for a bit, uh, and he gets on me again because, once again, I'm doing my job, and he does, he feels like I'm not doing enough I'm not going out and getting into enough battles or whatever. Uh, I point out that my role is to soak up damage uh, and that I'm supposed to be stopping the payload. And again, I use the word mate. I I use the word mate a lot uh, when I'm annoyed at someone online uh, just because it seems better than swearing at them. Like, instead of swearing, I will substitute the word (laughs) mate. So instead of... Oh, fuck off, dickwad. Like, it'll be... All right, let's just chill out, mate. We're all good. We're still winning. We can still win this. It's okay. And, I like, I try I try my hardest. Like, I am an antagonistic person in real life. And when we're playing in a room full of other journos, I will deliberately troll the fuck out of them. But in team games, especially in one that's still in beta, I do my best to keep people... Uh, sort of focused on the task at hand, which is learning new uh, characters and just, you know, having some modicum of fun. And uh, anyway, this guy is still going at me Hmm. and uh, explaining that I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, yeah, he keeps on at me and uh, he's trying to rope the others in in the group into it. He's like, oh... Don't you reckon this fucking uh, English, yeah, Pom? Don't you 
Reckon that not not Pom English fucking I don't know, wanker or whatever the fuck <laughs> um, is is he's fucking stupid, right? He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a fucking idiot, man. And the others are like, oh, I don't I don't want to get into it. And that's when I remembered that Americans hate the C bomb, and uh, and he's like, Winston, Winston, when I'm healing you, you go out there and you <laughs> fucking kill him. And uh, I replied with, don't tell me how to play, cunt. (laughs) And he replied with, oh, okay. And he didn't talk for the rest of the round. He didn't say a fucking thing for the rest of the round. It was like something, a switch had gone off. Uh, Like, oh, okay, we're serious now. I'm no longer his mate. I I, I am actually being a cunt. Uh, (laughs) I should probably stop this. Uh, but then the next round, he started up again. The worst thing is that in the Overwatch beta, you can actually rate people. It'll be like, rate the other players in this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I rated him negative. I'm sure he rated me negative as well. But the very next game, we're in the same team again, forced to play against, uh, play with one another. Uh, and once again, everything I do is uh, not good enough for him. He's he's sitting there telling everyone about how he's the best Reinhardt there is. Oh, my Reinhardt's so strong. Reinhardt's another tank. He's got a shield. So when he picked Reinhardt, I decided, okay, well, I'm not going to be a tank. Uh, I will be something different. Uh, so I went Genji. And uh, Genji is basically... Uh, he's like the pulse of Overwatch. Yeah. You pick him if you don't want to have to play as a team, right? Like, you just fucking go out there and wreck shit, and you're quite capable of wrecking shit. That's how Genji rolls. He's a ninja. Uh, He can dash forward, and if he gets a kill while he's dashing, he can dash again, which means, like, you sort of set up a bunch of... a chain of kills and sort of dash through their team and get a bunch of, like, kills and shit. Um but yeah, he's on me again. Like, oh, Genji, what are you doing? You're not here, blah, blah, blah. Once again, I've got most time spent on an objective out of our entire team, despite being the squishiest character on our team, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, eventually, I just had enough of it. And uh, I stopped playing and I uninstalled Overwatch. I am done. Uh, it's like, it's because it's hard enough at this point in time to play the game with a uh, 250 ping disadvantage Mm -hmm. to then have to put up with because people are like typing shit as well and you know you can't mute everyone all the time I guess you could mute everyone all the time but it does seem sort of counterintuitive when you can jump into a game of Rainbow Six Siege which I did I jumped into Siege to cool off from being annoyed at people in Overwatch I jumped in and we're on fucking bank and the first two rounds, uh, I'm in a team full of randos. Uh, none of us know each other for shit. Uh, we all pick whatever we can, like just, you know, a basic team comp. Uh, all our bases are covered, but we get like dismantled, properly fucked, like just bent over and reamed out, like no chance. Um, everyone, like everyone did everything sort of the way they should have. Uh, but there wasn't much communication and yeah, the other team just, they hit us well. They were clearly communicating. They, uh, they attacked on a bunch of different fronts all at once so that we weren't able to sort of back each other up properly. And, uh, 
and one of our guys got caught roaming really fucking early and uh so it sort of forced us into a very tight style of play um second round when we were attacking even worse uh like seriously even worse two two of our guys got shot out of the windows um we're going into the kitchen area on bank and uh two of our guys walked up and one of them punched a hole in the fucking window and they both died in moments and like not even 15 seconds had gone out of the round and we're already two down Hmm. uh and the other team smelled blood in the water and it was like sharks attacking they fucking went after it um so we went down again and then uh it seemed like it was going really badly. Like, our team wasn't doing well. Obviously, people were semi-annoyed uh, about, like, one of the guys was semi-annoyed at the other guy for opening the window, and he had some words. Uh, but, yeah, me and another dude jump on the comms, like, guys, calm down. It's all good. We can still do this. We're on D. We'll sort it out. Hopefully, we don't get the same spot we did last time. But even if we do, we can still do this. Um, don't stress don't peak will be great and uh we won we won that round and we were sort of working better we were communicating the guys who didn't have mics were taught uh, typing anyway uh you know very basic shit but then the second round we won again and it was like that was a prop that was that was our turn to bend them over because we went five and oh we were we attacked from all sides we did exactly what they did to us Yep. And uh, they never had a fucking chance. And then uh, the last round, we won. So we went from 0-2 to win 3-2 and two just because we started, like, talking amicably and fucking communicating properly and being a team and, like, working well together. And it just boggles my mind how much of a difference that makes. Like, not only... If we'd lost, it would have felt like a fucking close thing. We would have felt like, shit, we could probably beat them again this time. And if we, and, and because we won, it felt even better because we came from fucking down and out to come back and it felt really good. But that's not going to happen in Overwatch because everyone's a fucking dickwad. <laughs> that sort of toxicity. It occurs from the ground up. It, it's like the seeds are planted now. They, Blizzard has to work to make sure that it gets rooted out now because otherwise, yeah, it's it's going downhill from there. Like, yeah, which is weird, right? Because games like Siege, um, like you, I guess we can kick people out, yeah, um, of the the team if they're a fuckwit, mm. um, but you can't do that in games like. Uh, or in Overwatch, I don't think you can, but but other MOBA type genres, because um, you know it's a forty minute game or thirty minute game where you're stuck with this person. Um, but what they do, they do is like you can rate them as you said, but then if they're somebody that is disruptive and it happens all the time, they'll get put with disruptive people. They'll get pushed in a pool of um, other assholes and have to work their way back out of it. But like Overwatch does not have that yet or you know it just no, seems like they've just got a basic rating system yeah it's just a very basic rating system and I think that like it's it's very cathartic to know that the dickheads of the world are all going to be dumped in the same pool that they've pissed in together but 
at the end of the day, I don't think it solves toxicity in video games because those people, like, it just begets more toxicity. It just causes them to be dickheads more. Like, it's not an actual punishment for them. And at the end of the day, I think, like, this sort of toxicity is systemic. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's built in to the way that these games function. Like, I'm not, it's not a condemnation of, MOBAs as a genre or Overwatch as a an attempt to meld the concept. It's just like at its basic, especially the changes they made to Overwatch have made it really bad, I think. But um, yeah, the way like the way the Dota works, you are sort of what one of your teammates does can take away from you. You know, like it can rob you of opportunities, not just later down the line, but like in the moment, it can take gold away or take experience that you're supposed to have. And that is a terrible experience for some people. Uh, So they get angry and they lash out and yeah, it's shithouse. Um, In Overwatch, the fucking progression system they introduced is a fucking nightmare i think it's the worst thing that they've done for the game uh in terms of toxicity because now people are incentivized to act selfishly like if your team doesn't have a fucking uh i don't know a tank mm-hmm. but you're best at fucking hanzo uh and you know you can get a lot of kills as hanzo then you're gonna go as hanzo because the best way to get more fucking XP and get a new loot box is to like do what you're best at to make sure that you're at the top of the table. Yeah. Rather than win. Yeah. Like winning, winning certainly counts, but it's like more important for the player, the, the solo player to emphasize, yeah, their, their own success rounds around and it's terrible for the game uh yeah they've made a huge mistake with it i think so are these unlocks that you're talking about is it all cosmetic stuff or is it is it items and shit like that it's all cosmetics okay i do have i think i've got the coolest skin in the game probably it's a uh roadhog skin roadhog is a tank he's australian he's got a hook He's one of he's like a stitches or whatever. Yeah, are they? Do you know if they're gonna like once the game goes full launch? Are they gonna just roll through and let you keep all your stuff, or is it like can you buy into it now? Or can you put money into the game at the moment? Or is no, it just I can't purely- put money in. I'm pretty okay. sure it all gets wiped. But uh, yeah, he's got a um, he's got basically a street sharks skin. Like he's got a shark hat that he wears and shit. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Why would there be a Street Sharks reference in anything? Uh, I don't know. It's awesome. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's Overwatch and Rainbow Six. I was playing Rainbow Six with Nathan last night. I heard. <laughs> and it's Nathan's birthday this week. And uh, he was very, 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 very drunk. And uh, he was doing quite well, actually. Was he? Is, yeah. Oh, like fucking wasn't Seb giving him shit or something <laughs> in the chat? I don't know. No, that's just that was Nathan drunkenly misinterpreting 
Uh, hilarious. Uh, no. But uh, he must have tapped into your powers, Luke. <laughs> yeah. To get better when drunk. Oh, I'm always good. Oh, of course. Yeah. But you're better when you're drunk. I get, yeah, I know, even better. Yeah. It's amazing. I go from best to bestest. Of course. But anyway, so there you go. Momo mm-hmm. 6 and Overwatch. Boom. Yep. What, what else you got? I don't have anything else out, I don't think, that I can remember off the top of my head. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphin emulator. As in the, the Dolphin console? <laughs> As in the GameCube emulator. GameCube yeah. and Wii emulator, yeah. Okay. So I, was, uh, I checked out yesterday. I saw that they uh, updated and they did like uh, a uh, DirectX 12 style patch or not style just a patch it's it's very experimental mm-hmm. but uh, it uses uh directx 12 to sort of increase the um performance of the dolphin emulator and i was like well fuck i'm gonna check this out and so i downloaded it it's quite small it's pretty cool um then i had to get a game obviously so i uh I went down to the garage and uh, obviously I legally ripped one of my uh, GameCube games that I have stored um, onto my computer into an ISO file. And it just so happened to be uh, Rogue Squadron 3. Yeah. uh, Which I totally had already uh, available to me. Yeah. and I didn't download off the internet, and uh, and I loaded it up, and uh, it crashed immediately, and uh, so uh, I turned off the DirectX 12 setting to just play it in OpenGL, and uh, it sort of works, but it keeps like losing, like forgetting I have a controller plugged in. So it'll be like, oh yeah, you can control it right now, and then it'll be like, no, you can't control it. And I'm like, oh fuck. So there you go. Hmm. Good story. I have to do more to get it working properly, but I want to play some GameCube games, man. Emulators, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play any GameCube games? Yeah. Okay, I never had one, so... Oh. Which is kind of weird, because I grew up with, like, a SNES and then a Nintendo 64, and then the GameCube just kind of went over my head, I think. I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. I, I went into PlayStation after that, by PS2... Uh, and then PS3. So yep. Wasn't really an Xbox person. Um, I had an Xbox 360, but that's about it. My brother, Liam, had um, he was big into Zelda because he was big into the anime scene in yeah. Brisbane. And that meant he had to be big into Zelda because uh, all those weirdies really like Zelda. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so he got a GameCube for Zelda. And then I uh, co-opted it to play Resident Evil 4. And then I'm like, holy shit, this this thing's actually pretty good. And I uh, started playing a bunch of games on it. But mostly, yeah, mostly I went with the PS2. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So anyway, I'm going to keep I, I'm going to keep trying. I would very much like to play Rogue Squadron 3 again. Um, get it going properly. That'd be awesome. Mm. Uh, and I never actually got to play um that uh Eternal 
Eternal Darkness. That's the one. Yeah. I never get to play it. I get to watch my brother play it, but uh, I wanted to play it myself. So uh, I'm going to do that. Hmm. Yeah. That's about it. Cool. Yeah. Then we got Street Fighter Five. Yes. So uh, just before uh, we went and saw Deadpool, I was actually at uh, the Street Fighter Five launch event oh. that they're holding in Sydney. Um, Capcom was holding. And... Uh, it was pretty cool. Like they had, you know, cosplayers and stuff. Uh, like people dressed up as Chun Li and Ryu and Ken, a very tall guy for Ken, too tall probably. As someone who has cosplayed as Ken, I can probably say that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. Um, you know, they had a shitload of machines set up to play the game and uh, had a DJ and all that kind of shit. The the stuff that you have at one of these parties and. I got in there early and got to talk to some of the um, the pros. They had a bunch of pros up from Melbourne, like the guys who run Battle Arena Melbourne and stuff like that. Uh, I got to talk to them about the game and like what they thought, and uh, yeah, sort of get get their uh, I don't know feelings about the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we had like uh, the uh, no Shadowloo Showdown, not. Battle Arena Melbourne think <laughs> I don't know there's so many of them there's, and there's another one Ozfadu I think that's the Sydney one uh, but yeah they're all like quite good in the Australian scene um, so uh, yeah there was uh, Burnouts ZG Naud I think mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Somniac who uh, I think plays overseas or some shit uh, but they're all quite good. Um, was getting their ideas on the game, and they were saying that it's much more accessible uh, as a game. Like uh, it's it's not simplified, um, but sorry, it's not simplistic. It's simplified compared to what it used to be, yep. and uh, like compared to Street Fighter Four. And as a result, like there's it's a, that's a double edged sword. It's it's both good and bad for them because they believe you know. Uh, obviously, it's great. Purists. It gets more people into it. But yeah, for them, it's more exciting to watch uh, the best players put together the super long combos. And uh, those aren't really available at this point in time. So uh, they're hoping that uh, Capcom will come through in one of the DLCs and add that sort of stuff to the game. It'll um, be there in Ultra Super Street Fighter Five Turbo. They have come out and said that it's only ever going to be Street Fighter Five. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, right? Like, I believe that, yeah. totally. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, they seem to be pretty pumped for the game. And, like, I, uh, well, <clears throat> Kevin, sorry, Burnout seems a bit apprehensive about saying anything bad or negative about the game. I think he thought like he was on the clock or something but none of the other guys gave a shit they were like i'm like hey so what do you what do you think of some bad things and this burnout is like uh you know what I, I don't know i don't i don't know if i want to talk about it i'm like oh come on man no one no one cares he's like no nah, i don't know well uh i i will say that and then he, he said this stuff about you know um yeah, maybe it's not as interesting to watch or something like that. And uh, the other guy's like, 
oh, dude, the bad stuff. Uh, yeah, like, I think it's going to have some real problems with watchability. Like, I don't, I don't know if I want to watch it at this point in time. I don't want, I don't know if I want to watch it online. I'm like, fucking hell, Jesus, okay, chill out. Like, this is, this is basically all you ever do. You, you're aware of this, right? Like, you watch fucking Street Fighter games. Look, so. if people can sit there and watch fucking Marvel vs. Capcom and have an idea of what's going on, I'm sure Street Fighter <laughs> is perfectly fine. <laughs> no, they're saying it's too boring. Too boring to Ah, watch. needs more explosions. Yeah. That's what it is. I thought they added a bunch of that shit in there. Like, there's heaps more, uh, like, art blowing up or something. Like that weird, you know that weird ink style they do, where there's streaking when they throw punches, and oh. I they added a bunch of that in there. Maybe I don't know. But uh, overall, they weren't terribly negative about the game anyway. Like, uh, yeah, apart from that one thing. Speaking of uh, this game, did you see uh, Lupe Fiasco played uh, played what's his face Daigo? Yeah, I'd, I saw something about this, but. I don't know the results or what happened or anything like that. Lupe Fiasco won. What? Yeah. Really? It was, uh, like, even watching it, like, the commentators were, A, half awful. Uh, They were just, one of them was being super loud and overhyped for no reason, like, very forced sort of hype. Hmm. Uh, And uh, the other one was painting this picture of uh, Daigo not really getting to grips with the timing of the game yet and he was painting this picture of oh this is how this is how Daigo's losing and uh, so while I was watching it I'm like "Uh, yeah that must be it because he is like he is letting Lupe get away with shit that like Jay wouldn't let me get away with and Jay would be playing with one fucking hand. Yeah. Um, and I am also terrible at the game. Like, Lupe was, like, jumping in just without a care in the world and shit. Like, just clearly could could be basic uppercutted into fucking oblivion for half his jumps and uh, didn't give a fuck. Um, and Daigo wasn't punishing him the way that... Uh, You'd think he would, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. He must, he mustn't have that shit mm. on point yet. Like he must, and then in the last round, pretty much, uh, Daigo perfect went out, had a perfect game against Lupe. Like just fucking bang, 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 done, and uh, it's over. And uh, I'm like, okay, nope, this is a work. This is some fucking WWE shit. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is like when fucking Stephen Amell was on the WWE and he teamed up with Stardust, and uh, that's basically what's happening right now. Uh, you beat the Miz, because um, yeah, this this is pretty fake. Um, still, it was pretty. If you muted it so you couldn't hear the commentator <laughs> who was being a d bag, uh, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you could see you could see Lupe was excited and having fun and high school, and Daigo was clearly concentrating on not fucking him up for no reason, I guess. But uh, yeah, 
it's fun. It was fun. I, I could actually, I could imagine a world where uh, people did fake Street Fighter games, <laughs> and the real draw was the soap opera around the yeah. fake Street Fighter games, and uh, the fights themselves were technically fixed, mm-hmm. but there were spots constructed to uh, create a story or create some excitement for the viewer, but the real draw was uh, the sort of story that exists around it. I could see that. Like when he gets too excited and his controller cable falls out oh and they got to disqualify him for the round. Oh, He's my God. To- this this has never happened before. Or he gets a blister and you're like, oh, my God, is he going to fall through it? You can see blood spraying all over the TV yeah. screen. He cuts himself with like a little razor blade on his thumb <laughs> and he's just spraying all over the place. He's open that blister again. <laughs> How can he go to WrestleMania with a blister that big? Yeah. Yeah, we should write uh, <laughs> Street Fighter <laughs> stories for this. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so anyway, that was, uh, that was Street Fighter V. Uh, oh, and then... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then someone comes out from the back and has like a control pad and then they they hit the guy over the head and then <laughs> pull his out and then swap and like tag in and shit and it's fucking crazy <laughs> it would be spectacular <laughs> sounds dumb alright anyway I took I took that too far <laughs> nah it was good um alright Street Fighter done <laughs> you didn't play it though no. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. We had a movie to go see. Yeah, I didn't go to that because I was like, oh, I've got no time. Yeah. I've got Deadpool. Don't put your fucking video game event on Deadpool Day. Of That's course. dumb. Yeah. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Um, I did, like, yeah, I had to, I had to actually go in early and shit. Like, it wasn't even ready while I was there. All the pros were just sitting around playing the game because they were all obsessed. Uh, and the last game I played was... Dungeons and Dragons. El Diablo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I played Dungeons and Dragons on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Um, so some of the guys that run... Um, uh, like sort of... 64T or something? I don't know what that means. Um, it's like... 6T4, sorry. Um, they, they, they do Twitch stuff uh, in Australia, and they've got um, they've got a studio in Moore Park, and uh, they want to do some Dungeons & Dragons, like a campaign on, on and Twitch stream it or some stuff. And so they asked me if I wanted to be involved. I'm like, hell yeah. I haven't played Dungeons & Dragons in like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, more like 17 years because it's 2016. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. Um, so we ran around to do like character creation and make sure we were all across how it plays and stuff like that. And then um, so basically what we did was, yeah, character creation creation um, started out there. And then uh, we made, um, we played like just sort of, started the game by uh role playing our meeting pretty much uh so the characters all meeting in a town and then getting distracted and uh that was about it um 
I made a orc, a half orc rogue. So I thought that would be funny, you know, because they're big. Okay. They're terribly stealthy. Yep. Uh, but then I fucking nailed my fucking uh, stat throws, my rolls. So uh, he's actually pretty fucking baller, to be honest. Uh, he's got some sick fucking stats. He's getting away with some shit, which is cool. Uh, he's very smart for some reason. Uh, and quite nimble. Um, and because he's a half-orc, he has the ability to fucking, like... I don't know. I, like, I didn't really do this shit on purpose, but... Uh, so, as a rogue... Uh, he's got the ability to fucking, I don't know, stab people in the back, assassinate, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but as a, because uh, his archetype of rogue is assassin. Um, but as a half orc, uh, if he rolls a crit, then uh, he's able to, like, I think it's close to triple the damage as opposed to double the damage. But when he does, so when he does his assassinate attack, if he attacks while stealth it's an auto crit and because it's a crit he gets to double the damage uh, sorry triple the damage and so he's like basically a killing machine he's like straight up fucking murdering and uh yeah he just rolls around with his fucking swords and shit like that and we encountered some like weird dude uh we like all introduced ourselves to one another. They're all pretty good at their role playing stuff. It took me some time to get into the swing of things. Like I wasn't, I was sort of bound by the. I was, I was playing to my sheet as opposed to imagining things and then asking the GM whether or not it was possible based on my character. Mm-hmm. And uh, games go better when you just sort of throw shit out there and see if it's possible. They. So, uh, at the start, I was like, well, I'm able to pick locks, so I'm going to break into this barn. And that's kind of boring. Uh, By the end of the play session, um, I swung down on a rope from a fucking, from the roof of a building, uh, like a fucking Errol Flynn or some shit. I landed, uh, rolled a natural 20 on my landing, so I fucking flip landed and then stabbed the dude in the back of the ned- neck mm-hmm. and uh, he fell to pieces. Um, so that was pretty good. Uh, I got away with some shit there because prior to when I was getting on the roof, uh, I rolled like a three or something and uh, I fucking flopped over. Yeah, XCOM rolls. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was my turnabout. Uh, I managed to do some cool shit. Um, so I killed, I basically killed the, the big bad and uh while everyone else was uh concentrating on the uh minions i uh stole the big bads everything the big bad had on him all the good shit um and i we were sort of fighting in this canyon and uh the way that like the way the gm was telling it uh he was saying you know oh and uh as soon as the the big bad guy dies uh the walls of the canyon start to creak and the the keep nestled between the canyon begins to bulge outwards slightly. 
And uh, I'm like, okay, uh, well then, I uh, like I, I had to start on my turn. I'm like, okay, well, well then, um, I'm going to uh, check the, uh, the bad guy. Uh, I'm going to chop off his head. Um, and the GM's like, oh no, he's he's a pile of ash. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, is there anything in the ash? And he's like, there's a sword and a ring. And I'm like, okay, I'll take them both. And then I start sprinting out of the canyon. Mm-hmm. And so everyone else is like, what? Why? I'm like, because the fucking canyon's closing in. Focus. And they're all still trying to fight these fucking minions, these other little things. And they're like, oh, is it? And the GM's like, uh, I don't know. Um, maybe you want to listen to him, though? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I yell, uh, run. And uh, yeah, so they uh, they everyone starts running, and uh, we get away with we get away with it. And then uh, they weren't really paying attention to the moment where I looted the big bad guy, so they were like, uh, "That was cool though, uh, but I guess we'll wrap up." And I write down all my shits. Uh, I rolled another natural twenty when I was attempting to identify the weapons, uh, the weapon and the ring. So that was good. And uh, yeah, that was it. I've got away with all the good shit. Stole some money uh, when I was lockpicking that fucking barn earlier. Stole some shit. Uh, yeah, there was like a one of the there was a uh, girl playing with us, and she seduced two guardmen at the same time, which seemed like a uh, pretty gutsy move. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they introduced this thing to D12 roll of shame I've never heard of that before but basically anytime anyone gets naked you have to roll a D12 of shame and uh, whatever it lands on is the size of your dong and uh, yeah apparently one of these dudes was hung like a fucking horse there you go it's pretty good uh, but yeah no Dungeons and Dragons the game of games. Uh, no, it's good fun. Mm. I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the, the next session. Yeah. That's basically it. Cool. Yeah. Yep. That is it, right? That is it, yes. Sweet. Should talk about some news. Okay. Let's do that. Yep. Um, Quantum Break is coming to the PC, apparently. Yes. Uh, Microsoft announced that this week. Um, that the game will be releasing on not only Xbox One but PC on the <laughs> Microsoft Store. Uh, yeah, the Windows 10 Store. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty annoying. A lot of people got upset. A lot of people got upset, and a lot of people got upset about people getting upset. Yeah. And I side. I don't. I, I'm not upset. Uh, because um, I think Remedy make garbage games for garbage people. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not upset because uh, I don't. I didn't really care one way or the other. Like, yeah, um, it, it's not out yet, and I have no idea when it's coming out. So it's not, like it doesn't really exist for me at this point in time um, until it's actually out. Uh, but. Um, I can under- I can empathize with the people who got upset. I can empathize with the people who like some of them anyway. I can't empathize with the person who like got up the uh, Microsoft people for because you know Xbox needs proper exclusives and 
it's, it's a betrayal or whatever the fuck he's talking about. But I can understand the people who are upset because they bought a fucking Xbox uh, because they thought Quantum Break was exclusive to the Xbox. Yeah, I'm one of them. Sort of feels like a bait and switch, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm pretty annoyed about it. Like, yep. w- one of the main reasons I picked up an Xbox is because, um, yeah, Quantum Break was sp- supposed to be like a launch window game. Yep. Uh, they showed that game off at the reveal, mm-hmm. uh, said it was going to be a 2015 game, early 2015, I think it was, um, which was a launch window, according to them. Yep. And then, um, or was it 2014? How long has the fucking Xbox been out for? I don't know. A while. Jeez. Anyway, it was it was supposed to be within the like a couple of months of it coming out. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they, I picked one up because I was like, well, that's coming out soon. I'll be able to play that. I'm not a Halo person. Um, not really a Forza person. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just those type of exclusive games that I'll jump on and probably get in there and play as to why I'll get it. Because I knew at the time, like everybody knew that the the PlayStation was going to, it was kicking the shit out of Xbox. It was more powerful. They were doing things, um, you know, not trying to lock down certain components. They were always online, um, which was part of the original plan. So, yeah, I picked one up mainly for the exclusives. Um, the game obviously got delayed. Uh more games were getting delayed and then they dropped the price on the Xbox quite sh- like within a year I think they dropped it yep which was uh, you know a, a big fuck you to early adopters they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't do anything for the people that bought it early uh, they got rid of the co- the connect which made it uh, you know it's not used anymore it's just fucking sitting there it's a piece of shit yep um, yeah and then they they start coming out with announcements like this where and it's not the first time uh they did it recently with another title of being like hey this is an exclusive title uh and then turning around just before it's released and saying hey it's also going to come out on a pc uh and i know for me like i will play it on a pc because the pc is more powerful than my xbox so yeah uh yet again my xbox one is just sitting here doing nothing yeah because um there aren't any things anything i want to play on it yeah. exclusive games like I checked out Halo but only because I wanted to play some of that multiplayer and it was that was shit anyway so yeah uh, and I'll grab the odd game that comes out but there's nothing really drawing me to it um, yeah like Tomb Raider that was another game yep. that I, I was talking about where that was supposed to be an exclusive and then very uh, late into well towards its release we started hearing things about it not being <laughs> Uh, so much of a, an exclusive in terms of... <clears throat> Although, Luke, yeah. I told you the moment it was announced it was an exclusive. And they clarified that by saying <laughs> that it's going to come out like a year later on other platforms mm-hmm. or, or on the PlayStation, but they didn't say anything about the PC. Uh, yeah. And they didn't say anything about the PC until sometime in like January. Um, but w- I had heard, and I, th- I think maybe you had as well from people in the industry um, that it was going to come out on PC very soon after launch um, and I had heard January, February um, and this was before the game was out on Xbox which is why I didn't buy it on Xbox because I'd, I'd heard um, from credible sources that this game was not going to be an exclusive for for Xbox One so I waited and, and held on and it paid off because it came out you know two months later yep 
Um, yeah, they and to for them to go around and do this again, like it's it's horseshit. <laughs> yeah. So because, yeah. but I'm going to play it on PC. Like I'm happy it's coming out on PC, but it would be nice for some fucking clarity on what's going to be an exclusive and and what's not. Because um, the same thing with like PlayStation stuff. If if there's a game that's coming out on PlayStation, um, and I'd rather play it on a PC, I'm going to play it on PC. But yeah. If it's a game that's coming out on the PlayStation that I know other people are going to be playing on the PlayStation, um, or that I think I'll get a bit of experience out of it, then I'll play it on that platform. Uh, yeah. And then the third choice is the Xbox, but that's not going to happen. Because yeah. it's just such a shit experience playing on that compared to the PlayStation or PC. So it does make me want. Like there are rumors that Gears of War four is going to hit Win ten as well now. Yeah, and I got yeah, I got to wonder why does the Xbox One even exist then? Well, that's that's right. Like they've they're at a stage now, and I, I don't know. I said this before, but yeah, maybe I have. But like the next console, there's a good chance I don't pick it up. Yep. I, I'm not a person that goes out and, and buys it um, mm-hmm. because I can use the I'll use something else it just hasn't been worth it for me yeah um, I, I, I can understand some people it could be like mm-hmm. yourself that has to use it for a job yeah uh, but for me like it's it hasn't been worth it I could have used that 500 bucks or 600 bucks whatever it was at the, the time um, on fucking PlayStation games or something yeah so, or another SSD yeah yeah, more RAM or something. Yeah, another graph like a fucking second graphics card and, and put SLI on my computer. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's super annoying, and you know I, I just don't know if I can trust them when the next console comes out. Yeah, that's where I'm at my headspace at the moment. Totally. Um, sort of the same thing with Nintendo. I didn't buy a, a Wii U um, because even though I really liked um, some of the games on the Wii. Like it, I did, just didn't justify enough the cost to go out and get one. Like every couple of months, when I see a sale on a Wii U and they're doing uh, like some sort of bundle, I think about it and I'm like, oh, I don't really need it. Um, yeah. And that might come the next time, you know. And I think it'll come a lot sooner than what it did last last time. I think the, this console cycle will be a lot shorter. Oh, definitely. I think when they they get to that stage. I might be on that boat that I'm like, well, I can wait or I'm not going to bother because I've got a PC yeah, and it'll probably be just as good. Yeah, but remember how the PC is dead? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gold. Um, anyway. Uh, and, the, you know, the thing that's really, like, pisses me off is that, like, Remedy is stuck in the middle of all this shit again. Yeah. <laughs> like, they always get fucked over and it's not their fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of boned. Uh, I went and looked. Uh, I went through. So I had a bit of an argument on Twitter with uh, a guy called Hotcakes. Um, Hotcakes. And. Uh, it's all yeah. gamer in a person, right? Yes. yes. And uh, we were arguing about whether or not Microsoft or Remedy had ever called it uh, an exclusive. They did. They 100% did. I found the article. <laughs> uh, found it on their fucking website. Yeah. Uh, Hotcakes found it for me. Um, yeah, it's just ludicrous. Um, they absolutely called it one. So, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, just sort of, how can you ignore that, right? Like, 
Yeah. Anyway. But they are they are selling it as a cross-platform. Like, if you buy it on the digital store, you get a copy of the uh, PC and Xbox One version. But if you do that, you've obviously got to buy it through their store. Yeah. Well, that's the only way to buy it. Pre-order right? it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, anyway, what else do we got? Uh, Ubisoft have confirmed there'll be no Assassin's Creed this year. Sorry, it's Malotes. So they put that on their Ubi blog. Yep. Uh, and we talked about this, I think, a couple of weeks ago, where there was a report from Kotaku. Yes. That uh, this was going to happen. So that's confirmed now. Um, good step, because fatigue. <laughs> uh, yeah. Even though that last game was pretty decent, uh, they need to have a break and stop churning them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think it's awesome. I mean, like, I, if you're a fan of Assassin's Creed, then I'm sure it's mildly disappointing. But like, I think what it says is that they're committed to making sure the next Assassin's Creed is good. And like, whether or not it will be is a completely different question. But like, yeah, at least it, it shows that they understand that fatigue exists mm-hmm. for the series. Uh, and that they need to take more time to make sure it's good. That they can't allow uh, that they can't allow that the goodwill that they've generated out of Rainbow Six or the goodwill that they generated out of uh, Assassin's Creed London uh, to dissipate, to go away. That they need to hold onto it. And so the best way to do that isn't to ship games out while they can make money off it, but is to like maintain it over a longer period of time. And uh, I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, Make people invested in that story again because yeah. the characters, like, nobody can remember any of the characters from any of the recent Assassin's Creed games. Like, the most memorable people are, like, your Ezio yep. and Altair and those guys. And that's, you're talking Assassin's Creed 1 and 2. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Connor? Is Connor one of them? Connor is one of them, yeah. I don't know. But then uh, there's I'm a new guessing. protagonist. <laughs> Like every every episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, so I don't know. Good move, Ubisoft. Good move. They're kicking goals recently, man. They're doing really well. They are. Um, um, even if they did make a fucking dinosaur game with no dinosaurs in it. Far Cry. Yeah, that's out soon, right? It is yes. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe. You'll Maybe like it. I will. Yeah. It doesn't have a wingsuit though, oh. and it doesn't have dinosaurs, so I'm not sure I see the point. Uh, of its existence, I mean. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else have we got? Frozen Synapse 2 announced. Yes. And it's this? open world. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's open world. I'm like, how the fuck I, does that work? I, I genuinely can't imagine what the fuck that means. Like, what the fuck does that entail? What the, What is this game even exist? Like, what does it do? Well, how does it work? Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine it for the life of me. Um, I got no idea. Yeah, is it like a like a Max Payne three mechanic where if you're in range of a certain person, then it turns into a fucking turn based game? I don't know. Is it? Or do you? So that doesn't make any thing? sense. Then Still. it's turn based or something. Or yeah, like what? What is it? What's going on? Ah, uh, does I everybody in the world have a turn, and then you got to wait for everyone to do their thing, and then it goes? Be spectacular, wouldn't it? The ultimate troll. Yep. Uh, we're still waiting on turn one to finish. The game's been out for three years. Yeah. Someone uh, called Jerry. 
Tell him to get his shit together. Um, yeah, no, I am very intrigued. Like, you know, announce Frozen Sign as 2 and I'll be like, cool. That's cool. Good on them. I'm glad they made enough money to make enough another one. Throw in, and it's open world. And you're like, hang on, what? Uh, must be something we're missing here. Uh, no, there's nothing you're missing because they haven't released any more information. Uh, it's masterful marketing. I am full blown on board. I can't wait to find out what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, well done, well done, guys. Yeah, no, awesome. strange. Anyway, uh, Fallout Four DLC was announced today. Yes, it was. I had a quick read of it, but um, yep. You want to talk about it? There's three already announced and one more unannounced, uh, and they've got uh, the season pass is going to increase in price, which I think is odd. Um, but basically, uh, apparently, if you buy it before March 1st at the lower price, then you'll get it at the lower price. If you wait until after March 1st, you'll have to buy at the higher price. So I guess they're just trying to get them sales up. Yeah. Um, so there's three of them. Sorry. Uh, that was my arm. The chair, uh, Sorry, chair arm, not armchair. Um, there's one where you make robots. You can make your own robot. Uh, Automatron. Automatron, yep. That's the first one, I think. Um, So basically, yeah, there's new robots throughout the land and you can get their parts and make your own robots and shit. Uh, It doesn't really appeal to me. Um, There's one where... Wasteland Workshop. workshop, That's the second one. Um, And you can capture creatures from around the wasteland. Pokemon, basically. I suppose, yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Yep. That uh, is what it sounds like. Uh, and there's a bunch of new design options for settlements, which I can't bear to give a fuck about. Uh, and the third one is Far Harbor, um, where you go to a, uh, a mysterious island mm-hmm. to search for a, uh, a secret colony of synths. And... Uh, it sounds pretty interesting. Sounds like I've, the screenshots make it look pretty eerie and a bit freaky, and so it might actually intrigue me enough to play. But on the other hand, I don't think I have given any serious time to any uh, of the Fallout games DLC ever. So yeah. I don't know if Farhaw is going to convince me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah. Is this a different approach to the last Fallout because I know it's different to Skyrim how do you mean like in Skyrim they did those other uh, they did like full on like expansions didn't they right yeah I think Far Harbor is a full on expansion type deal yeah to, to me it sounds more like a um, self contained sort of deal like the yeah like a self contained area like yeah. a, a story arc type thing not a whole new like a giant thing um it just seems like one one story but like they're asking for 40 bucks for that sure so i I don't Uh, know it just seems like a different direction to to last Mm. to to skyrim where they were like all right here's the fucking werewolf expansion pack yeah whatever it was very cool i don't know um far harbor is the largest landmass for an add-on we've ever created all right well i'm wrong they say though Uh, so (laughs) please I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
yeah. I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. So that's about that. Yeah. Done. Hey, uh, speaking of Xbox One, we we forgot to mention this. If you um, if you digitally pre-order Dark Souls Three on Xbox One, you get a backwards compatible version of Dark Souls. Hey, hey, you play Dark Souls again? Hey, I've got it. Of course, but. You should play it again. <laughs> well, hey, did we talk about Dark Souls coming out on PC? Uh, no. What's there to talk about? It's coming out on PC. Um, of course it is. Yeah, at the same time. Oh, same time. As everyone yeah, else, pretty awesome which time. means I'm going to buy it on PC. Fuck yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I feel like... Um, who was that? Was it Jeremy we were talking to? Maybe we did talk about this last week. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I'll get that on PC for sure. Just because um, frame rate. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Totally. 60 frames. Um, yeah. Which I'm going to go play. We're going to go play, uh, I think, this week. Next week. Actually. Next yeah. week. I don't know when we'll be allowed to talk about it, but yeah. next week. Uh, and I'm going to record footage of it. Nice. Of you dying. Huh? Of you dying. Oh, it, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of dying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I was hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go. Oh, you don't want to see stuff. I don't want to see stuff. Yeah, because like Dark Souls like previews are weird because you're given all this shit that you don't know how to use. Uh, and like the Dark Souls is like about learning and like starting off as someone that's terrible and then kind of getting your own gear and figuring things out. Whereas being dropped in the middle of an area with shit you don't know how to use and monsters you don't know how to d- defeat is kind of I don't know it's a bit strange yeah it's a weird experience that's true apparently we're just going to be st- no I can't say anything never mind um, <laughs> fair enough yep um, cool so that's it for news yep uh, I think we had some emails yeah we got one do you have it open and we had a Facebook message that I was- do have it open and I've got the Facebook message open as well so so, um, read them. All right, let's go with Ian first from Facebook. And remember, you can message us on Facebook uh, and we'll read them out if you want us to chat about it on the uh, podcast. That's uh, facebook.com slash the GA podcast. So, anyway, Ian writes, Hi, guys. I literally just got done playing Firewatch. And if this isn't one of the contenders for at least independent game of the year, I'd be really surprised. I was I stunned at the level. Of- for you. <laughs> I, got some, I got some bad news for you, Ian. Oh God! Um, stunned at the level of emotional complexity woven into an incredibly simple, almost channeled gameplay experience. That is a really. I, I'm going to like just interrupt, but I think that's a really, uh, really nice way to to put it like a really poetic way to describe the game. Um, it was gorgeous to play in, he says, uh, and there was a definite pleasure at just wandering around and learning how to use the map. And I was very emotionally invested by the end of it. A question, if you'll indulge me, do you think more of these smaller story-driven games will eventually infiltrate the plethora of action-driven t- AAA titles in the future, giving us a broader experience? I know games like The Witcher have a strong story, but it's also heavily driven by gear and stats and combat and so on. I would happily buy a Firewatch that had a lot going on in it, but I'm also reminded of the experiment that was L.A. Noir. Your thoughts? What do you think? 
Luke? I, yeah, L.A. Noir is a good point. Um, I really enjoyed that game. Yep. Uh, but again, like the ending of that was a bit rough. Um, but the rest of it was really cool. Um, but like, I, I think that there is room for story-driven uh, adventure games, I guess you could call them. Yep. Uh, David Cage has tried it a couple of times and failed. Mm-hmm. Um, the best one I've played, I think, in, in terms of you know the last couple console generations is probably Until Dawn. I yep. think that was really well done. Yep. Uh, and that's that same sort of experience. So mm-hmm. it can be done on a yep. larger scale. It just needs good stories um, and good, good mechanics as well. It really does hinge on that story. And I think, uh, you know, like, yeah, uh, Until Dawn is a great example of one that uh, uh, I think it used all of the player's actions as well to a really great extent, which, in my opinion, uses the medium to a really great uh, level a really high level and I think that's very important to me like uh, I think um, no I won't say I think I know I've said this before uh, Alan Moore talks about why he doesn't like his comics going to um, to cinema and it's because up until a certain point he never felt he felt that there were things that could only happen in comics that couldn't be translated to film. And uh, so he he's like the way he's always always created his stories is that it can only be done. It uses the medium of comics uh, in a way that can only be done in comics. And uh, another example of a narrative-driven, story-driven game is um, Her Story, which uh, does it in a very different manner. Um, and... Uh, quite an abstract one but is still 100% story driven and uh, and I, I thought it was fantastic uh, I wanked on and on and on about it but um, yeah it's it's one of those games that um, like, I, it's one of those situations where I, I would general, general, sorry, genuinely love to see more of those kinds of games but I, I think ultimately as a storytelling medium, uh, I think people are, when using games, they're either good at some things uh, and it means that they're not very good at others. Like when they're good at telling a game, uh, a story through gameplay elements, then they tend to be bad at the story itself. And like or finishing the story or something like that because that's that's the trend I'm noticing like the best sort of stuff the the best sort of writing you see uh is in games that are unbelievably rough to play and the best sort of the opposite the the games that are great to play that focus on story tend to have lackluster stories and I think that's sort of the, the contrast that's occurring here. I mean, I agree. I, I thought using the map was fantastic. Uh, it felt like you were actually orienteering. You were actually trying to work out where you were. And, like, especially by the end of the game when you felt like you could use uh, internal landmarks throughout the game to work out where you were without having to look at the map. Um it felt awesome. Like that, that's a really good way to connect you to the game world. And, um, yeah, I think that's fantastic. And of course you were 
quite invested in in the outcome of the events with uh, D um, because they spent a lot of time. They were very good at narrative writing. They did a really good job of writing the narrative uh, in a like believable and engaging way. But the overall story, I thought, just didn't have what it took. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's clear that they, yeah, they're really good in some areas and not so good in others. And I think uh, it's going to be some time until we see someone nail all of those things. That's my opinion. Cool. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the message, Ian. It's an awesome question. Um, Cameron writes in again. Hey, Gap Crew. Talk of Cliffy B having turned down a role in Silent Hills this past week as a reminder me of how much I wanted to play it, the non-Cliffy B version. It is disappointing that it's gone away. Um, I'm also sad that the sequel to the much better than Spider-Man 2 Ultimate Spider-Man never really came to be. Which other games would you have liked to see that never made the light of day? Hmm. What's the ultimate Spider-Man game that he's talking about, Luke? I don't know. You love Spider-Man, don't you? Uh, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. What? I th- I feel like it's a PlayStation 2 game or something. Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. There was a... Um, I saw... There's like a sort of website that sort of archives unfinished games. And uh, recently they've had two killer games that I would love to have seen come to fruition. Uh, the first being Star Wars Battlefront 3 because uh, I don't know if you saw but if you have a debug an Xbox uh, debug kit, Xbox 360 debug kit, you can actually download the ISO and play a near finished build of Star Wars Battlefront 3 yeah. which is just fucking gutting. It was so that close to being finished. Hmm. Uh, just needed it was pretty much up to optimization um, and uh, it looks awesome um, and the other one that they showed off recently I think was the Dark Knight game uh, which was based on the Dark Knight movie Nolan's, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it would have been sort of a follow up to uh, Batman Begins I don't know if you remember playing that that's another game I played on my GameCube um, but basically it was all about using fear as a weapon and like so you were trying to instill as much fear as possible and obviously once um the fantastic arkham series sorry the fantastic first two arkham games came out uh it didn't make sense to try to cannibalize batman's video game audience with uh, a dark knight game but it looked like it would have been really something and uh it's disappointing that it never came to to be yeah that's what I got what do you got Luke uh, first of all because we're good good mates Cliffy B doesn't like being called Cliffy B uh, it's true <laughs> it's true but he does like crop dusting <laughs> he likes crop dusting yep. okay <laughs> fair enough um, yeah unreleased games like I don't know of any off the top of my head I guess like um. Hmm. Oh, actually, you know what? I another one that that got canned recently, um, or has been confirmed as dead, is um Republic Commando Two. Okay. Yeah. I think. I think. I think. Hang on. Let me make sure I'm talking about the right one. 
Commando. Yeah, let's just have a look. Um, yeah, so it would have been, I think, Imperial Commando or whatever. Um, and uh, I have a friend who lives in LA who I won't name, but uh, we were getting drunk uh, while in LA and uh, he let slip that he'd done a significant amount of work on uh, on this Republic commando and then swore me to secrecy. And I've been trying to hint it to people. And then uh, eventually he's like, oh, it's, it's dead for sure. Um, it's gone forever. Uh, but uh, yeah, that would have been fucking awesome. I really liked Republic commando and yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think it got killed with the Disney deal. Like final bullet in the head style killed with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think of things that I've seen. Right. Uh, the, I guess the things that popped to my mind, the stuff like uh, Prey 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we saw at E3 a couple of years back. That looked really cool. That um, would have been really awesome. And I guess we're not going to see that game anymore, but True. Uh, some sort of instance of that game. There was this game, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, basically you finished this game um, and it's like it was this epic story. It was the second part in a series and it was this epic story and it sort of very heavily hinted that there would be a uh, third game in the series. Um, it's called Half-Life. Half-Life 3. Never heard of it. Never going to see it. Never going to see that game, which is really just disappointing, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I've got like five games here, and you've picked one. Okay. Uh, what else have <laughs> I seen? Um, oh, uh, Gearbox did a did a Brothers in Arms game. I saw that behind closed doors. Oh yeah, um, Furious Crazy one, right? Furious. Yeah. Furious Four, Four, Furious Four, yeah. It was like it was like Borderlands mixed with um, Inglorious Bastards or something like that. I don't, know, I don't know if they released any footage of it. I, I can't remember, but um, yeah, I saw that behind closed doors and it looked, looked alright. It was this like cartoony style World War Two type of game um, with like over the top violence type thing. That looked interesting, but yeah, I don't know where the fuck that went. Yeah. Um, what about Frog Fractions 2? That's out. I'm pretty sure that is out. <laughs> it was supposed to be out last year, and I've been keeping up with the ARG, and that thing is fucking nuts. Like, I don't know what is going on. I don't know if the ARG is the game or what. Like, have you looked into any of that shit? No, I haven't. It is bonkers. Yeah. Like, I talked about it a bit when it first started, but it's gone nuts since then. Like, it's, it's off the chain. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Awesome. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't think of anything else that I've um, that I've seen that hasn't come out. Every time I uh, suggest that something is frog fractions on Twitter, yeah, the guy who makes it, Jim Crawford, just uh, likes it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I suggest a lot of shit is frog fractions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess the shit we saw in Bioshock behind closed doors never came out. Bioshock Infinite was uh, completely different. Yeah, that's completely true. different when we but, saw that. Uh, you can't count that. Yeah. Bioshock Infinite did come out. Some sort of game came out. Yeah, some sort of game. 
yeah, wasn't the same one I saw, but it was very close. dismissive. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, no, that's about all I've got. Um, I really like Half Life Three to come out, and I really like uh, what was that? What's that fucking dog with wings game on PlayStation? Last Guardian. Yeah. I, I'd really like that to come out, but it's never coming out. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's what I got. Thanks for the email, Cameron. Another cracker as always. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for us. I think it is. Yeah. Sweet. I can go Sometimes. play some more XCOM or this other stupid game that I told you you should play. Maybe ah, yes. Layers of Fear. Yeah. Is that what it's really called? It sounds so dumb. Uh, I believe so. Okay. It's a horror game. Fair enough. It's a stupid name for a horror game, but that's what it is. Um, all right. We were... Were we doing another giveaway? Uh, we'll start that next week. Next week. Yes. Okay, we can do that. Yes. Anyway, uh, you can find us on, uh, as Job said, facebook.com slash the GA podcast. We're on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, under the gap with the GA podcast. You can rate and review us on that. Uh, you can email us like Cameron did at the GA podcast at gmail.com. Yep. We're on Twitter at twitter.com slash the GA podcast, or you can find us on our website, which is the GA podcast.com. Yes. Cool. Yes. Awesome. That's it for this week. Um, yeah, hopefully next week we can talk about maybe some Dark, dark Souls trade. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I'm, I'm, there's other things coming up that I know of, but yep. I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, yep. We're going to go check out some magic tomorrow. True. Yeah, so we'll probably talk about that next week. You can, maybe. Are you not going? I'm going. Oh, okay. I don't know that I'll be able to talk about it, though. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um yeah, that's it. Anyway, we'll we'll be back next week. Um go watch Deadpool. It's good. Yeah. Yep. As we said. Yep. Uh, and we'll think of a new movie for everybody to go see. Of course. Probably some indie movie and we'll just put in the top 10 in the box office. Yep. That's we'll just throw it up there. <laughs> just put it in. Yeah. Um have you have you watched have you watched any of the Amazing Race, the new season with uh, our friends on there? No. No. Okay. No. How would I watch it? Uh, legally, by getting a TV to, I don't know, America, something. Right. Yeah, that made sense, right? Is it on Channel Seven? Maybe don't they? Sure. The Amazing Race. I'm not. I'm not plugging in a fucking antenna, and I'm not downloading the Amazing Race. <laughs> these are these are my two stopping points, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yes. No. This is the American <laughs> Amazing Race. Right. So they've got all these. This season is like celebrity internet celebrities or I wouldn't even go that far like fucking Instagram models and shit like that um and then I and then like Bernie from and Ashley from Rooster Teeth are on there uh so they're probably the most credible celebrities because they've started like this ridiculous gaming website that just exploded um whereas being a model on Instagram is not much of a um celebrity status I don't think yeah anyway it, it's, yeah. it's pretty funny. You should check it out. All right. Or not. Alrighty. Anyway, uh, that's it. We'll be back next week. No. Cap. No. Bye. Bye. I thought you said no. <laughs> <laughs>
Nope. No, we won't. No, we're not coming back. That's it. We're done. We're done. We're done forever. Fuck you. We'll be right back.